Welcome back to Legit Bat. We have Mr. Brian Festa Esquire, I see, of uh, We the Patriots USA, Inc. And they're involved in uh, litigation aimed at stopping the COVID mandates now and in the future for mass vaccines and everything in between. So it's funny that we're having you on today because we were just talking about that exact thing yesterday, talking about, you know, if my job required, required me to get a, a jab. I'm like... I'm pretty sure we could sue them somehow, but that's your department. So uh, tell us about yourself and what you what you've got going on with your organization. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, I just want to start by saying you have the best podcast name in the entire country, um, <laughs> and you. that is the that is the primary reason why I decided to join you for an interview tonight. Is I just could not pass up an opportunity to be on the legit bat podcast how did you come up with that name now see i'm gonna throw you a curveball i'm asking the first question how did you come up with that name we get asked all, that very often then take it away i've, I've explained it to you yeah many you times. can do it ben i feel like we've done it before <laughs> okay well first of all in my rebuttal i don't necessarily already like how this is going i don't like necessarily talking to a lawyer uh, that's not fun for me um <laughs> criminal I'm history I'm aside patriot lawyer i'm different no, uh, so I'll try to I'll try to get through as quick as I can because I know some of our listeners have had have heard this before. Uh, Legit Bat is in short form a dick joke uh, from a TV show. They made a joke about seeing Dad Dick for the first time, and they asked them, you know, is your dad swinging a hammer down there? He's like, oh, he's got a legit bat. Turned into the fact that we had an actual Louisville Slugger um, when somebody uh, when Jen first came to visit us um, and kind of joined the Reddingites up here uh it was that somebody would say something funny and we'd ha hand him the bat from which our roommate had her right legit on which if you look at the you know the different things it says legit yeah. on the bat right so well, i was way off then right so there's <laughs> i was i was way off i thought it was that you were legit bat shit crazy that's what i not the first time we've heard no, that we've one heard that too, but it's not that <laughs> it works no. out well both ways actually it's just a dick joke like really at the end of the day it's just a big long long okay but to, to be fair it ended up being kind of I, I don't know kind of like an endearing thing it turned into this idea that if somebody dropped a funny one-liner while we were all drinking they handed off the legit bat as a scepter and then when joe and jen got married our friend who had her right on the bat was the one who officiated it and handed jen the bat as she joined uh the family as kind of like the last you win last hurrah and now it's hanging up in their fucking house cool. that is awesome that is a great story seriously well you're never ever ever going to have to run out of things to talk about guys because if you ever do you can just fill in with that story right well and we yeah. own the goobs yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so I will um, answer your question. All right. That was a nice stall tactic on my part. But yeah. no, um, in, in, in all honesty, you know, I uh, just want to, again, thank you for having me on. Um, you know, we are in the fight of our lives right now. Uh, everyone is across the country. This is, as you know, what has happened in the last year and a half, over a year and a half now is unlike anything we've seen in American history and uh, perhaps human history. Um, I would say human history because you know, having a bioweapon intentionally unleashed uh, on on the the populace 
uh, and then preventing them from receiving the true treatment and the cure, um, causing way more harm than needed to be needed to be had, and then uh, creating this uh, supposed cure, which is going to harm far more people than the original bioweapon ever did. Um, is just pure, I mean, it's evil on a scale that, again, I don't know that we've seen it in human history. I mean, people get angry when we try to compare this to the Holocaust. You're going to have a lot more than six, 6 million people dead. You have a lot more than 6 million people dead. I mean, you're, you're talking about a potential of uh, two thirds to three quarters of the world population. So we're talking billions. If that's not genocide, I don't know what the hell is. So I was say that's anywhere between two and three billion people at its current uh, consensus. Yeah, I, I mean, you're going to have an incredible amount of carnage, worse than bubonic plague, plague, worse than Holocaust, worse than all of that combined, Stalin, all of that. Um, and this is, you know, at the hands of China, of the, the far left progressive uh, wing of the Democratic Party. We're not a political organization here at We the Patriots, by the way. I always have to say that. We're not partisan. I welcome Democrats, Republicans, anyone that wants to work with us and fight for freedom and individual rights and bodily autonomy, which you know, the left used to say they, they were in favor of. Um, yeah. But any, anyone who is willing to fight for that, I'll, I'll welcome them in. I don't care about party affiliation. I don't care about politics, okay? But we know what was going on here. And so at We the Patriots USA, what, what we did, I say we, myself and my amazing business partner, Don, uh, we had a, another um, organization, Connecticut Freedom Alliance, uh, which we still have, uh, which is based in Connecticut. But then when we saw what was going on last year, on July 4th, as a matter of fact, last year, we thought it appropriate to found a new organization, a national organization, which is now a national nonprofit organization, um, in order to really help people who are in this situation. So you hit the nail on the head. The first thing you led with is talking about, um, you know, people being mandated, vaccines, masks, all of this stuff, uh, mandated for work, mandated for school. You know, that's the most common inquiry we get. My inbox is chock full of people uh, saying, listen, I'm going to be mandated. I need to get it by August 1st or September 1st, whatever the case may be, or, or I'm fired, or I can't continue my nursing program at school, or I can't continue my uh, medical school program. We have a, a lawsuit right now uh, in the state of Missouri uh, for a, a med student who, you know, she's like two years in or two or three years in, you know, spent like $140,000 already on, on med school um, and is being told she can't continue the program. She's got to go on sabbatical. They denied her religious exemption request. She uh, filed a complaint initially with the civil rights uh, agency in the state of Missouri. And they originally told her, oh, oh no, you're Christian. Uh, and Christians take the vaccine, so we're not taking your complaint. So we actually initially initiated something against the state of Missouri. We said, that's wrong, first of all. Um, they reversed course within about an hour, less than an hour of us, our attorneys, sending a letter to them. Uh, they reversed nice. course and said, oh, no, 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 okay, we'll, we'll, we'll take your complaint. We'll take your complaint. So, um, and, and, then, and then we've got um, the, the, uh, the medical school, though, still. Uh, refusing to grant her an exemption, making her take a year sabbatical. Do you know what that does to a medical student's career if you have to take a year off? Um, they're all going to see this, all right? When you go for your residencies and everything, why the hell did you take a year off? What, what was the story there? She's going to have to explain that. Um, and so we are um, going to bat for her. Our attorneys are on that case. We have another student at Fordham University, okay? Catholic, supposedly Catholic University, okay? Jesuit. That's why I say supposedly Catholic. This kid asked for an exemption. This kid named Jake, 
very, very strong, devout Catholic, said, I disagree with the use of aborted fetal cells in the production of the vaccine. Um, I have a strong, I have strong religious objections. You know, it's, this is my faith. I disagree with taking this, this, this shot. Uh, they said, nope, nope, Pope Francis says it's okay, so you have to get it. That was their response. They actually quoted Pope Francis, and we put this out in an email. We put the exact quote from the dean who sent this to this kid. We put this out in our email blast. So sign up at wethepatriotsusa.org and get our emails. Um, and it actually quoted Pope Francis saying that those who do not take the vaccine are suicidal, okay? I think it's quite the opposite. I think if you do take it, you're suicidal. You've got a death wish if you take this poison. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not recommending anybody take it or not take it, but I'm just saying in my opinion, as just my personal opinion, I think you're playing Russian roulette if you take this thing. So anyway, uh, and then and then the biggest uh, splash we made in the last probably you know three, four weeks was Kendall Cody, a Yale University nurse practitioner student. Um, we're based, our, our company's incorporated in Connecticut. So we're based in Connecticut where Yale is, of course. Um, she's a nurse practitioner student and she was being told she had to get the shot or else you know, she was gonna be kicked out of the program. Um, she filed for religious exemption. They said, well, religious exemptions, we have a policy. If you're a health sciences student, which is any kind of medical student, you are not eligible to even ask for a religious exemption. We said, what? Well, that's not what the law says. Uh, so we helped her to not only get an exemption, we, we got them to grant her an exemption, but we also helped her to get Yale to change their policy. So they dropped that. So now health sciences students can uh, apply for religious exemptions. That made major news. She was on the Ingram Angle on Fox News uh, with um, uh, Judge Janine filling in because Laura was on vacation that week, but Judge Janine interviewed her. And so uh, we have that up on our website at wethepatriotsusa.org and Kendall has been gracious enough uh, to be an ambassador for us. She's now our fundraising and PR coordinator. And she actually just released a series of short videos, TikTok, Instagram uh, videos that she's putting up uh, promoting uh, you know, what we did for her and, and asking people to commit to 10. So we have this new campaign we just launched called the Commit to 10 campaign where we're asking everybody who hears this message, anybody who wants to fight the, this tyranny to stop this train of tyranny to donate $10 a month um, and to tell 10 people about it and to share the link with people. And uh, the reason we're, we're focusing on the monthly donations is because we are trying to create a litigation <coughs> machine, okay? Um, you know, our opposition is funded by the likes of George Soros, Bill Gates. Um, you, you have the pharmaceutical industry, the, the US government even. Um, they have untold trillions of dollars between all of them, okay? Um, and well, so, if they don't, they can just print it up anyway. Well, that's, so. that's true too. That's true too. So they are, they have unlimited resources. If we're going to stand a chance of fighting them and bringing some of these cases up to the Supreme Court, which is our intention, we are going to have to have a lot of money. I mean, one lawsuit, you could be looking at $100,000. So if we're going to be filing uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of lawsuits in every circuit in the United States, which is our intention, um, then obviously you can do the math, okay? Um, that's what we need the money for. We need to grow our organization. And the reason we say monthly is because we need a predictable stream of income. I can't budget for lawsuits and um, other organizational expenses if I don't know from one month to the next how much I've got coming in. Um, so we absolutely need people to commit to that. It's a small amount, but if we had like 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 people all committing to um, $10 a month, it would be a heck of a lot of money. And we would, uh, we would have a, a, a tremendous team of attorneys. We, we already do have a great uh, attorney network uh, throughout the country, but um, 
we just don't have the money to pay all of them right now. So I can't tell you how many people I have to turn away. And it's really, really sad. Is there any uh, attorneys that want to do it? Is it called pro bono when it's for free? Like, is there any attorneys that are on your mindset that are willing to take these cases, like just before the fight, you know? So everything I do for the organization is pro bono. I, I do do some legal work for the organization. I don't take a dime. Um, I have, you know, another, you know, gig uh, to, which pays the bills, um, which is not running this organization at this time, although that's the long-term goal is to make my, my full-time job just, you know, running this organization. Um, you know, so it's, uh, you know, uh, right now, very few and far between are willing to do that though, because one, even just one of these cases, that's why I said could be $100,000. You can't imagine the hundreds, if not thousands of hours of legal work that goes into th this civil rights litigation, fighting the government. And like I said, um, these universities, these employers, um, you know, employers large and small. We've had, you know, huge multinational companies that, that people have come to us at saying they, they need an exemption and, or they're going to be fired. Um, and then we've had, you know, small mom and pops too. And so these universities like Yale, we've got another kid at Stanford that contacted us a couple weeks ago, a division one uh, athlete at Stanford. Uh, you know, it's just one thing after another. And um, unfortunately, if the attorneys took all this on pro bono or even a significant portion, they would starve themselves because they wouldn't be able to do any other paid work. Um, this, this eats up all your time. You know, the, the primary law firm we use in, in Connecticut is, you know, we, we talk to them every day and the business we've given them is, is, is basically like taking over their firm because it's just, it's so time consuming. Um, there's no way they could do it all for free. They, they wouldn't be able to keep the lights on. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But uh, is there anything we could do on an individual level, though? Like, uh, not necessarily legal wise, but like, say I work for a huge company that delivers packages. We'll just say that um, if they because everything they do is put through their legal team and they have a gnarly legal team. I know this for sure. But, I didn't uh, want to mention the name of the company when I said multinational companies, but you you kind of yeah. uh, you kind of figured it out what I was talking about. But so is there anything I could do on an individual level, though, if, say, the legal team passed down this thing that said, yeah, it's cleared through legal that if you don't get this, you get fired. Do I wait for them to fire me and then sue them or do I fight through HR or like what what would be the uh, the case? Well, there? without giving any official legal advice, I always have to put that disclaimer because I don't represent any of your of listeners. So I'm not giving official legal advice. However, I will say this: um, you do under the law generally have a right to request as an employee definitely have a request to uh, a right to request either a religious exemption if you have a sincere religious objection to the shot as i mentioned aborted fetal cells would be one or a medical exemption if you have a disability or a condition that prevents you from getting this now medical almost impossible right now to get um, for two reasons number one doctors are not writing them so good luck finding a doctor to write one. And number two, if you find a doctor, even if you find a doctor to write them, most schools and employers are not accepting them. In fact, I haven't talked to it. How can they just not accept them though? Like, what's let the me, point let, of it? If me, they, they're, just, they're just like, no, fuck you. Yep. <laughs> I, I have, that's what they're basically saying. Um, I have not talked to a single student or employee in the entire United States that has obtained a medical exemption. And in fact, let me tell you a couple of crazy stories real quick. So we have a... Uh, a university student um, at a very prominent university down south. Uh, and 
I'm not going to, again, I'm trying not to mention the names because it's pending litigation. They uh, told her she could not get an exemption. Now, this is someone who, this young lady had leukemia as a teen. As a teen, as an adolescent, she had leukemia. She recovered from it. She's in remission. She has been for like four years now. She went to her oncologist, even though she's now technically an adult, she went to her pediatric pediatric and oncologist because they still follow you if they've treated you like that. They said, sorry, the university health system has told us that we are not permitted to grant an exemption to any of our cancer patients, whether they're actively in cancer treatment, chemo, whether they have recovered, they're in remission like you, we are not to give an exemption to anyone. Okay. That makes no sense. They're already immunocompromised. They, that's what they were worried about with COVID in the first place is the immunocompromised people. They got to segregate those people. And now they're like, oh, you're immunocompromised. Yeah, take the shot. What is that? What? So what does that tell you, Joe? This has something, uh, something to do with. Because they definitely want to kill us. They're like, <laughs> let's give it to the people who are immunocompromised for sure. Sorry. that's Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jen, this has something to do, nothing to do with public health and, and everything to do with something else. And I think that something else is money and threats. And I'll talk about that real quick in a second. Um, so her sister, believe it or not, this poor family, her sister, this young woman's sister who had leukemia, her sister has a heart condition, a very serious heart condition and had to get a heart, uh, had to have heart surgery and was put on a heart monitor. Okay. For 21 days, she's put on a heart monitor. She's also in her twenties, early mid twenties. Um, so she's right in that myocarditis danger zone, right? And she's already had prior heart issues, very serious heart issues, heart surgery. This is, again, she, is, she works as a researcher at a very prominent university as well. That university not only is, is not granting her the medical exemption, released a letter to all staff saying, these are the conditions that you, that you will not get a medical exemption. These, these conditions don't qualify for a medical exemption. So rather than what a lot of places do and say, you know, just give you two or three conditions that do, they listed a laundry list of conditions that don't qualify for a medical exemption, including a prior adverse reaction to a vaccine, including the first dose of the COVID vaccine. So even if you, the COVID shot, I don't call it a vaccine, even if you had a prior allergic reaction, a serious reaction to the first dose, they are not going to exempt you from getting the second dose. Um, that is how COVID crazy. So that's why when people ask me about medical exemptions, I say, good luck. Um, if, if those conditions don't qualify, I mean, I guess I'm, maybe if you're five minutes away from death and they know they're going to, you're going to die anyway, they don't have to kill you. Then they'll say, okay, you know, you can be exempted. But that's the only kind of person I could think that might get a medical the only that, medical so exemption like, is death. Like, yeah. I'm dead, actually. I can't get it. <laughs> but that's it. even in pharmaceutical commercials, which are insane, by the way. Joe and I have a field day laughing at all of them. One of the things they tell you specifically, which you would never know, of course, is not to take it if you are allergic to it, which you'd never know. But they're like, do not take this if you're allergic to it. And it's to cover their asses. Like, well, I've never had so it, so I don't fact, know yet. The, the fact that they're saying that that's not an exemption is crazy because every other horrible pharmaceutical for you doesn't say that they're like no well, no don't take that what i find more abhorrent is the idea the very psychology behind giving you a list of things that don't qualify is the idea that if they listed what did qualify for exemption they already know everybody would be filing for that exemption so without right. listing those it leaves everybody to wonder well what is the exemption list now every time somebody comes up with a new reason for exemption they just add it to the list that doesn't qualify for you it's their way of being able to stop 
literally anyone from coming up with a valid reason because right. they aren't listing any reasons that are valid. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, I, I, I definitely think that's what could be going on. And um, so we have potential, you know, pending litigation against them as well. Uh, but, you know, we can't take this on, like I said, without the support of everybody who, everybody in this country who, who hears this message, hears our story and wants to support it, needs to step up and support it. Because we've got a ton of people with their hands out looking for help, but not a lot of people with their hands, you know, reaching back into their wallets to help us. And I hate to talk about money so much, but I have to, um, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I've actually had people reach out to us and criticize the fact that we're a nonprofit. Oh, you're just a, you're a corporate shill. You're just, you know, nonprofits are evil. You're just under the thumb of the IRS. And I'm like, yeah, dipshit, because the only way that you are going to get any donations is if you have nonprofit status. Nobody is, nobody who has any means to donate is going to donate to your organization if they can't write it off in their taxes, okay? And the only way people can write it off is if we formed a nonprofit. So, um, you know, people who say You're that- You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you obviously don't understand how the world works or how anything works in business or in, in the legal world. Um, you think that if I'm just like some crazy person, just Brian myself with no organization, waving a sign in the street that people are just gonna throw hundreds of thousands of, of dollars at me or millions of dollars, no. Uh, you have to be a legitimate organization. You have to be have nonprofit so they can write it off on their taxes. I mean, that's that's how this all works. So I mean, uh, it's why than having a, a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter, that's sketchy as shit. Anytime I see anybody with a GoFundMe, I'm like, mm, I don't well, think so. Baseline, yeah. I would think, why would I chuck money to somebody who isn't a nonprofit? If they're not a nonprofit, they're clearly getting their money from somewhere else. Why would I donate to them? Right, right. right. Exactly, and and if they're not a nonprofit, then that means they're a for profit. For profit, yeah. You can, they're making the profit. The they don't need donations the if they're for profit. <laughs> I don't take profit. I don't make profit. In fact, like I said, I've donated not only thousands of hours of my time to this organization. Okay, which again, if I were billing as an attorney, which I could, uh, would be many, many, many thousands of dollars. I've done that all for free, and I donate to our organizations. Okay, my own money on top of it. So uh, my time and my money. So if anybody ever wants to question me, go ahead, look at the books and see how much I've personally invested. Um, I've never taken a dime out, but um, we, we, we need to at some point, we need to have staff, we need to pay salaries because if we're, like I said, if we're gonna have any chance of legitimately taking on uh, the likes, like I said, of Soros and Gates and the government and the, the pharmaceutical industry, you're not doing that with just a couple thousand dollars, all right? You're gonna need major, major funding. And that's what we're trying to do. Um, so we've, we've had the honor, we've been very, very fortunate to work with some amazing organizations uh, that, have, uh, that have worked alongside with us, uh, including America's frontline doctors, Dr. Simone Gold, who's a friend of mine. Uh, we've also had the pleasure of being able to uh, work with some other organizations, um, you know, that have, you know, supported the efforts and have promoted our efforts other medical freedom organizations. I'm doing an interview next month with Stan, Leah Wilson from uh, Stand for Health Freedom. Uh, we've uh, also worked with you know, other organizations like ICANN, uh, that's Dell Big Tree's organization. Uh, we've done work with them before too. So uh, we are just very, very happy to support others and to work alongside with all of these other amazing organizations. Uh, it's not about us being the biggest or the best. It's about creating a network of medical freedom organizations. We're all working together to achieve the same goal um, so that people can make the choice. Because if we don't stop it now, you're never getting this back. 
it's not like, oh, well, we can wait. Maybe let's see how this plays out. Maybe five years from now, we'll be able to do something or bring a lawsuit. No, once this is set in stone that all they can get away with this and this is all legal, you're never getting it back. You're going to wear a mask for the rest of your life and you're going to have to get a shot to get any job, any education, any travel, and you're going to have to get annual boosters on top of it. So I was back to the, oh, sorry, back to the, uh, what we can do individually, though. The other scary thing was our kids going back to school this year. I don't see, well, at least our son's school, I don't, I don't really see them doing that, but they could. So is there any, I mean, with the medical exemption thing, he has asthma. My son does. I'm sure we could come up with something for Maddie too. My daughter's going to be a sophomore. So I'm like, dude, you're going to homeschool. You only got three years left. You're good. You do not <laughs> and, have a daughter that's a sophomore. You look like you're a sophomore yourself. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I do though. And I didn't have her when I was super young or anything either. I'm just old. It's fine. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. I bet, I bet I'm older though. Um, okay. But, but I don't, you I don't, do I don't, yeah, no, 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 I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there, but uh, okay. I, I will say I sort of just did, but whatever. Um, so I, here's the thing. If they are mandated for the shot, you mean in, in school, like, yeah, cases, like the vaccine, because they already, that's like a precedent. Like they set the precedent with, with mandatory vaccines. Like when my daughter was in seventh grade, they did the Tdap, which was like the booster of the DTAP vaccine. So she had to get that. And I was like, no big deal. Vaccines are fine. This was years ago. So I didn't even think about it and just took her into the doctor and got her the vaccine. But it was mandatory. And we're in California where you don't get religious exemptions. I'm sure we get them here in Connecticut. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't get them in Connecticut. They, they, just, they just repealed it in Connecticut this past April, and we filed a lawsuit against the state of Connecticut for that because we do believe that that is unconstitutional. I know there's been lawsuits for years in California that haven't panned out yet. We have a different approach uh, because Connecticut did it differently than any other state. Uh, they grandfathered in K through 12 students, so they clearly showed they didn't have an, any emergency. There was no big Disneyland measles outbreak, which wasn't any big outbreak to begin with, but there was no big outbreak here, okay? Uh, there was no reason to do this. They, they proved that there was no emergency. And then on top of it, um, they are... Uh, they are so they grandfathered in not only the K through 12 students but also the college students, and but they repealed it for college students and for daycare. And so for daycare, for preschool or daycare, you you lose it. You just lose it. You're not grandfathered in. But then arbitrarily, if you're a kindergarten student, you get it. So all these kids that are about to go in kindergarten can't go to kindergarten now. So we have them as plaintiffs. We filed a federal lawsuit against the state of Connecticut. We believe we have a much, much stronger case than either New York or California because of the way it was done here. They were just really, really not smart about how they went about this. Um, and so we believe we have a rock solid case. And believe it or not, I was shocked by this, the very, very far left WAPO, Washington Post, published an article in which they said that they thought that our case, right after news broke about our case, we did a big press conference and everything, they said they thought our case had a chance of winning at the Supreme Court. Oh. So, so and, and, that, and that was a piece written by, he's a contributor to the Washington Post. He's a Trinity College professor here in uh, Connecticut. He's a religion teacher. He's a religion professor. And he looked at this and said that he believes that the plaintiffs have a, a good chance of, of success if this goes to the Supreme Court. So nice. um, we, we, we thought that was great because if you can get the Washington Post to admit that, that, that we have a good chance of winning, then we really have a good chance of winning. So stay tuned for that too, because if we win that case, ladies and gentlemen, 
no school in the entire country, no public school at the very least, will be able to tell anyone that they have to get this and they cannot have a religious exemption. So California will have the religious exemption back, New York will have it back, Maine will have it back, um, and even in the states that never had it, like Mississippi, um, they, they will also, um, Mississippi, West Virginia, they will also uh, have it back. Um, right, because that, that went up to the first, well for the first time, I should say. They'll that went up it. to the Supreme Court. So at that point, the the legislation for that issue has already been dealt with, correct? Yeah. No, I mean, if we get it there, you mean? Right, 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 right. If if we get it there, then that'll be done. All of those laws that they they'll never be able to do it in another state, and and all of the states that have lost it will get it back, and the states that have never even had it, like I said, will 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 get it again. Um, will will get it for the first time, I should say. I shouldn't say again, but um, they. It'll be an incredible day if we win that lawsuit. Like every student will have access to an education in this country. Every student who has a sincere religious belief will be able to opt out of vaccination requirements, whether it's for COVID or any other crazy stuff they come up with, because you know they're going to come up with something else. They're not going to stop at the Delta variant. It's going to, they're going to go all the way to, they're going to go all the way to Omega. Okay. They're going to go yeah. all the way to the end of the alphabet. You know that as well as I do. This is not yeah. stopping with Delta. There's no way it's stopping well, with Delta. Then allow me to put uh, the legit bet ticket in now. And uh, well, regardless of whether you guys win or lose, but if you guys win, I know you're going to be a busy man. I, I want to put our ticket in to have you guys back on after that, after that gets Absolutely. through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's Listen, so cool. How far out is that? Do you think, I mean, I know it's hard to tell, but what, where are you at in the process? Uh, you know, we just filed it last April uh, this, this year, April of this year. Okay. Um, typically you're talking litigation is usually a couple of years at the minimum. Sometimes to get to the Supreme court, you could be looking at four years uh, oh, or more, yeah. but, 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 but we're expediting. We'll be dead by then. Yeah. It's not fast enough. <laughs> we're expediting things. We may be able to get it there quicker. Um, this may come, uh, there's something called the shadow docket where the Supreme court can just take cases um, even before it gets to that point. Um, and just take jurisdiction over them and hear them. Um, there's a possibility we could get this much, much more quickly than that, um, especially if there are emergency injunctions at issue. Uh, we saw, for instance, the uh, cases against Governor Cuomo and Governor Newsom got to the Supreme Court like that uh, within just a couple of months, right? Uh, because they were of such import and there was an emergency. So there's a chance it could be much, much quicker than that. We hope it's much, much quicker than that and it's decided in our favor. Um, otherwise, if it goes the normal course that normal cases do, it's usually several years. But again, whatever it is, we're, we're in it for the long haul. That one, um, that particular lawsuit, um, we were lucky enough to have a very generous donor who uh, footed the bill for most of it. Um, so yeah. we're in pretty good shape for that one. But all these other lawsuits we want to bring against all these other mandates, university mandates, employee mandates, uh, we're just we're starving right now because we have we have a line of plaintiffs down the street and around the corner, and we have a team of attorneys ready to file on their behalf. But the only thing that's missing, of course, is the money. Of course, the no, old problem. Time Can is of the essence, too, because I love that you're doing this right now. I just have to say, because I was just telling Joe yesterday that we're in this window right now. I'm like, this is the freedom nice. Window. Like, we don't have to wear the masks anymore, but we're definitely going to have to in the future. I can tell that's coming. But we're in this little weird place right now where we have a lot of freedom, a lot more than we could in the coming months or years. So I love that you're taking action right now to try to stop it because yeah. that's exactly what needs to happen. Ben, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, actually, to tie in something that Jen said back to the beginning uh, numbers that he was talking about, you know, she said, we're going to be all dead by then if we had to wait four years for the Supreme Court. 
And, uh, you know, you mentioned the idea of a quarter to a third of the world's population. Um, and also the idea that although we hate comparing anything to the Holocaust, it'd be a lot more than 6 million people. So I kind of wrapped all of that together quickly. I've just been kind of waiting to say it is, uh, what people don't understand is that we're at 8 billion people quickly, quickly skyrocketing to nine, a quarter to a third of the world's population is anywhere between two and 3 billion people in the Holocaust, 6 million people died. But what people don't understand is that in 1939, the entire world's population was only 2.3 billion. You're talking about the idea that enough people could die from this that would actually have taken care of the world's population, not just 6 million people in the Holocaust at the time that World War II happened. That would have yeah, been the and entire I actually, global population. And I actually said, I actually said two thirds to three quarters of the population. So you, you, you shaved some off that <laughs> by saying a quarter to a third. Um, that was my prediction. I don't know that I'm right with that. I may be wrong if if one theory that's been floated is correct that they mixed in about half the doses are saline and the people aren't really getting it because it would be too devastating or be too obvious if that many people died. That is a plausible theory, and I actually think there's some credence to it. If that's the case, then so you it's think probably, it's a placebo mix? Uh, yes, I mean I I think there's a good chance that a lot of people are not getting the actual shot because if if everybody got the actual shot, it would it would be like three quarters of the world population. I don't think it's necessarily going to be that high. I think because so many people didn't get the real thing, you're probably right. Maybe it's more to a quarter to a third of the world's population. But even so, you're talking about billions of people. Well, it's not millions. You're talking about it billions. Would make sense. Yeah, it would make sense that some people get saline because that would be the control group because this right. is a fucking trial which, of, a of a drug. Which is it's what I was experiment. just about to say. Joe and I, Joe and Jen and I, we've all talked about this too. How much do you want to bet that with that theory, assuming let's kind of run with that for a second. Um, let's say that, you know, a good portion or half or whatever percentage you want to talk about is saline solution um, so that people don't get sick because they know that that's what's going to happen. How much do you want to bet that all those freaking presidents and ex-presidents and shit when they were showing off getting the, uh, the early version of the vaccine uh, was nothing more than nothing. just the fucking say least nothing solution. nothing nothing it was there was nothing in there if there was anything Water. at all if there was air in there yeah no there, <laughs> there, there was there was nothing um absolutely no i agree with you um i think that that there's a very good chance that that's what's happened um nobody who's part of this nobody who's part of this globalist agenda is putting that shit in their arms i mean let's just face it because uh, they want to live for a long time to see their agenda fulfilled they want to live for a long stuff. time they have a lot, right. They, they've made it very clear. They want to live for a long time with all the other stuff they've done too, which I won't get into here on this show, but, um, Oh, why not? We go oh, all over the can. place. You can. We're weird. You can talk about aliens You're not gonna and out like lots of horrible things. <laughs> no, here. I'm sure that I won't. I, I looked at your list of podcasts, your past podcasts. I didn't listen to them all, but I went through and locked, looked at the topic. So I know that, that you're, there, there's no, nothing's off limits out here. there. Yeah, there is nothing right. that's, that's off true. limits. Yeah. Well, and with uh, that, that's why we put our uh, video on Rockfin because we won't get booted off there. I don't even touch YouTube with the ten foot no. pole, and nope. apparently they haven't found out that RSS feeds, what they've said. Remember we talked about that are a loophole for crazy conspiracy theories. They haven't plugged that hole yet, so I'm gonna keep keep yeah. putting my dick it, in that it, hole. That's yeah, thing, you though. can see whatever you want. If you if, if if you've heard of that, Joe, there's no there's no way that they haven't heard of it. I think they're just waiting to plug that hole. First of all, oh, yeah, yeah. Steggingly, on, on this show, obviously, I know you have to have some form of professionalism, and there's a lot of things that you can't say as a result. But in the interest of public opinion, um, not as anybody who is representing any particular item or entity, uh, feel free to loose your cannon on whatever it is that you might want to say. 
Shoot yeah. your cannon at. I kind yeah, of feel like I already had. I've, dro I've dropped more profanity in this interview than I ever have in any interview I've done before. <laughs> oh, good. Get it out of your system. It's, it's words. It's I've just done, words. I've done, I've done both both local media, TV, radio, podcast, and national stuff. Um, and, and I've never let loose the way I have here. But um, listen, <laughs> let me tell you about something. Let me just do another promo. This isn't about money, this one. Although, well, technically it is, but it, it's a great event. We're going to be doing the 24-hour, the second annual. So this is the second year in a row we've done this, the 24-hour Vaccine Safety Awareness Marathon. It's, it's, it's more about the, the risks than it is about safety, but you know I call it that to sort of soften the blow and try to reduce the censorship a little bit. But it's the 24-hour, once you put the V word in there, you're done anyway, though. The 24-hour 24, oh, yeah. 24 Vaccine Safety Awareness Marathon. So yours truly for 24 hours, most of the 24 hours, I get a guest host coming in for like two hours, three hours to re relieve me. But for most of the 24 hours, I host it, and my business partner comes on as well for some of the part. Um, I, I mentioned her to you before, Don. Um, and so we we do 24 hours straight. So it's going to be 10 a.m. on Saturday. This year, it's 10 a.m. on Saturday, September 18th through 10 a.m. Saturday, September 19th. Some of the biggest names in the medical freedom movement from around the world. We've got people, um, you know, Israel joining us. Uh, we got, Last year, we had people from Turkey, Europe. Uh, you know, all over the place, as, as well as coast to coast in the United States. Uh, you know, this year, we've got Dr. Simone Gold coming on, Stella Emanuel. We've got uh, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler. We've got Mary Holland from Children's Health Defense. Uh, we just have a cavalcade of, it's a star-studded lineup, and it's a joint fundraiser for our organization, for We the Patriots USA, as well as for any of our guests that come on. So if you have an organization you want to present, you come on, you can do that. I'd love to have you guys now that I've met you and talked to you. The, the only slot I have available, <laughs> there's no way you're taking this. I, you're not early morning people, are you? Um, or, or you no, might be late, much. late night people. I don't think you're early morning people. I'm just. No, we we are during be. the work week. I mean, we both work nine to okay. five. Or so like, the only get up at six. Like this, we get the up only, at six. The, the only spot I have left is 5 a.m. Eastern time from five to six on Sunday morning. Which That's only 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. Oh, see, okay. I, 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 pull it all nighter. We were just talking about this. I'm I'm not gonna ever be waking up at three in the morning. If I'm up at three in the morning, it's because I'm still awake. So. So right. we, if we can, can just stay awake that's, my point that's a lot of cocaine, man. I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. I the only person you'll ever hear tell not... a lawyer a lot of cocaine. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Everything, whatever you say, that's between you and your own, you know, dep you know, your own district attorney. You know, that's that's not, I don't have anything to do. <laughs> it's all jokes, uh, man. Prosecutor. Yeah, we don't really do cocaine, but I feel like I've never done it, but I feel like I'd have to to stay awake well, till five in the morning on a no, Sunday. That's real, real talk, though. Oh, if it's yeah. 5 a.m. Eastern, that means 2 a.m. our time. That's that's not late for me at all. Well, this entire last weekend, I was up until three or four in if, the morning. Listen, so this is the deal. So I'm going to make the pitch right now. If you want to do it, I've got every other. Now you can just sleep and then wake up. Um, I've got every other uh, spot filled right now from 10 a.m. on Saturday until 10 a.m. on Sunday. The last one that I'm waiting for is that 5 to 6 a.m. on Sunday morning slot. If you guys want it, it's yours. Um, other than that, um, you know, you can. But we don't have an organization. Things. We'd have to have an organization? No. Or just no. do. No, no, I have podcasters oh. on. So, you know, Ricky, Ricky Verandis, who, who hosts yeah. you on Union of the Unwanted, and I've been on yep, there as yep. well. He's coming on. 
he's coming on. Um, he he was smart this year. Last year he didn't. He had to wake up at like seven a.m. on Sunday morning to do this. <laughs> this year, this year he took like a Saturday morning spot. So he's got like like uh, a normal uh, like tomorrow. a normal time too. Actually, no, I think he's got like noon or something on Saturday. So he took like a normal time noon or, or one. No, he took one o'clock in the afternoon. So he took like a normal person's time now. Um, <laughs> but he had to get up at like seven a.m. last year on a Sunday morning to do this. Um, and, uh, you know, so we have podcasts, we've had Charlie Robinson on from Mark Macro. Oh, yeah. on no, there. yeah. We've had him on Charlie. a bunch of times. He's awesome. Yeah, Charlie is great. I love Charlie. Um, yeah. So we, we have podcasters on too, because we want to, uh, we want to promote not only organizations, but we want to pr- promote alternative media. All right. Yes. And you, you are That's part of the wrong thing. alternative media. Yeah. So um, we should, we, so it would be from two to three, our time, right? So it would, it would be from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. your time on early, 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 early Sunday morning, September the 19th. So and basically, basically, basically I call that Saturday night. Yeah, that's what that's I was just going to say. We get to sleep in. I say, I say book us for it. And if, if, if they can't make it because they're, they're tired no, we on can Saturday, do it. I'll, I'm just saying I'll be there no rally? matter what if you do it. Yeah, right. we'll rally. We'll do we, it. You, Let's do it. you officially... You yep. officially have finalized the lineup for the vaccine safety Yay! program. We're happy to be a part of it. Awesome. All One right. of 24 no, shows, I'll take it. it. Yes. We've, we just got back from Vegas two days ago, and we've been staying up till two o'clock in the morning every single day since we got back, just trying to like decompress Dude, from being the, in Vegas it's all for the four days. Blue lights and flashy lights. It yeah. just, it's constant stimulation. But we're I'm just like, not what is tired. This place? So we can just do that. We'll just go to Vegas the week before and come well, back. That works. We'll be hey, fine. That works. And I have hold been, on, I have... hold on, just one second. I got my daughter here. Just keep talking, guys. Oh, you're oh, fine. No worries. I, uh, no, what, uh, what was the dates on that? September 18th, 18th and 19th, Saturday yeah. and a Sunday. Um, it's a, speaking like, of you guys, you guys one being of those old too. Can I, can I do this? And I said, if mommy says it's okay. She said she asked you. <laughs> she said it's up to you. So I guess it's okay. All right. Um, it's all good. Playing one against turn? the other. You know that. Yep. I, I was going oh, yeah. to say, Joe, Jen, I, I, I usually, going on in the last six months, if I have gummies, I take gummies and I take them at nine. And then by 11 o'clock, I'm out. That curbs any of the insomnia. Uh, well, yeah. We're talking about pot now. Are we talking about edibles? yes. Okay. Well, he just has right. a sleeping allegedly, problem. So allegedly. Ben just has a really hard time sleeping. So he could probably stay awake and t- for twenty four hours. But he's started. He's, he he's never been a pothead. But he was like he found gummies. Right? Like I don't mean to speak for you. Literally but medicinal. He found gummies. It was like this is it, great. I can sleep here. now. Thank you. you. Know, in it, Connecticut, it, it, we just legalized it. We've had medical legalized for a long oh, time. Nice. We just legalized recreational mar- right. marijuana. So, here. but 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 so so it's legal to toke up, but not legal to get an education. Right. Not, it's not your legal right. right. It's not your right to have equal access to an education now in Connecticut for school children because they may have a religious objection to vaccination. So you don't have a right to to access public schools, but you have a right to smoke a joint. Well, and this is what I'm running into. So it's legal to literally go down to the collective and I pick out my gummies without needing any kind of medicinal script. And it's been working over the last like seven months. I'll, I, I, again, like she said, at, up until seven months ago, I, I didn't like edibles at all. I had a really bad experience with a high dosage one that I was not a fan of. And um, everyone. like 15 years ago, and I was not a fan. So I stopped taking them. Um, but I, 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 I've never been, I, I, except for on very, very rare occasions, once or twice a year when I, when I have some. Um, but I quit drinking almost 12 months ago, and I've had a very hard time sleeping even months and months afterwards. So I started taking gummies. Well, now without saying the name of the company, um, I recently have contingent uh, employment, 
and um, I am going in for a drug screening. So it's been a week. And uh, this last week has been extremely, extremely rough because I'm so, I don't like being high. Let me put that out there first and foremost. I don't do it because I enjoy the high. I hate being high. I don't like not thinking clearly. But the problem is, is that late at night when all of the fuzzies start going up, it's not about thinking clearly. It's about being sober and not thinking clearly. So I'm like, well, if I'm not going to think clearly, I might as well be high and go to bed. So I started (laughs) taking gummies and it worked out great. Well, now with the employment, I've been off of it in the last three days in particular. Um, I have been up until three or four o'clock in the morning and most of the nights with the lights out, trying to go to sleep. Not like that works. That will be perfect for vaccine awareness. Perfect for the the marathon. Just don't take them that that day. I won't. You'll get a whole different interview if I do. (laughs) You slipped and you. Well, um, we won't go. (laughs) Never mind. No, um, no. We, listen, listen. We we um, uh, we you slipped. In, one of you called it a telethon. Uh, Joe, I think it was. We I kind of got the idea during an interview, though. I said, "Hey, I, I was doing an interview with um, Dr. Jim Meehan. I don't know if you know him, um, but he's brilliant on on mask science. And I was doing an interview with him and with two other individuals um, one night. And all of a sudden, it just hit me. It, like the interview was supposed to be like an hour, and it, we were at like the two and a half hour mark. And I said, you know what? One of these days. I'm just going to go Jerry Lewis style, 24 hours, do a marathon interview. And then I thought about it after the interview's over. And I said, that's a hell of a good idea. I think I'm actually going to do that. I think I'm actually going to try to go 20. Everybody told me I was crazy. You'll never stay awake. You'll never be able to do it. They apparently don't know me. This is me without caffeine. This is what you're seeing now is me without (laughs) I mean, if I drink a little caffeine, I mean, 24 hours, I can do that in my sleep. I can go 48. but literally um, in your sleep <laughs> and, and, and well listen listen um i i i went the whole 24 hours um and it was it was an amazing event i had such a great time and now i'm e- i'm even more crazy because i'm coming back for a second year to do this we tried to do it on labor day like a, sort of as a homage to uh, uh homage to uh jerry lewis but you know what this year it just didn't work out with with my schedule i couldn't do it um having to coordinate my schedule my wife's schedule so this year it's not going to be on labor day but whatever it's every september it'll be in september this year it's a, it's the 18th and 19th you guys have the 19th spot the the september 19th from 5 to 6 a.m eastern 2 to 3 a.m pacific time tune in to see the legit bot pat bat podcast so i should call it i'm just gonna use your first names right joe jen and ben Mm-hmm. Or or yep. Ben, Joe, and I feel Jen. Like no oh, one will be up at that point. <laughs> no, no like... you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised because we do okay. get inter- we do get international viewers. So I have people from New Zealand, mm-hmm. Australia. I have okay. people. I have people okay. from Europe. I have people from Africa. I mean, we we actually do have um, uh, across the world viewers, Middle East, everything. They'll be up then because it'll be like normal daytime uh, for them. It'll be like the afternoon for them. In fact, when I did my interview with Suicide last year i think it was like noon time or 11 o'clock in the morning or something but it was like four in the morning my time or three in the morning my time and and she said she said you're still doing this brian she said i was watching the marathon because she was a viewer as well she said i was watching it before i went to bed i went to bed had a full night's sleep i wake up and you're still here um, so that, <laughs> that's that, awesome. that that was really really cool that was one of my favorite interviews she she had a homemade uh, uh she wrote her own song and she played that for me on the piano and then she showed oh, awesome. me out her window she had the black sea there in in Istanbul, it's just just absolutely um, absolutely beautiful. So um, 
we have I have a lot of great memories from it last year, and I cannot wait to do it this year again. Everybody That's awesome. Crazy. That excitement uh, will make it even better too for you. Oh, it will be. It, it will because the interviews go like this. Even the hour long ones, like you see how quickly this hour has flown. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It oh, yeah. Just goes, we, we just talk, and the next thing I know, and then the next guest, you don't really have a moment to breathe though, because the ne- all of a sudden the next guest pops into the waiting room. You see it there, and you have to bring another one. <laughs> great it's great it's great yeah but that's like subject changes that's like when you're being forced to like quickly get to classes and stuff like that it's like you know you barely you barely hear the bell ring and the next thing you know is you're pulling out a different book and you're doing something else and then before you know it that that period's like it just goes and goes and goes and well all of a sudden the day's gone a little bit more fun than high school but, i would fucking uh, think so <laughs> i would fucking hope so uh than, than high school sociology or something i should say i mean maybe high school was fun <laughs> for some of you um, or but, more fun than critical race theory ah Yes, 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 yes. We got to do something. I mean, that's another, that's a whole nother can of worms. Um, you know, I was going to get your, your thoughts on that before we ended here. Our organization does a lot more than medical freedom. So we founded it as just a freedom organization to fight for all of our constitutional rights to restore our country to what the, you know, the, the original um, intentions were of the founders. Um, and, and absolutely, uh, in my opinion, that has no place in, in our school curriculum that is racist. Um, if any, it, it's not about preventing racism. It's about, no. it, it's about um, racism. Uh, to, it's totally about racism against a certain class of people. Um, and I it's don't want to get teaching into, racism, teaching kids how to be racist. Exactly. Yes. So oh, yeah. it, it, it's the, it, it's, and, and there's a lot more wrong with the public school curriculum than just CRT, <laughs> uh, as, as you know, um, I'm in core. Yeah, I mean, there's, 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 well, there's Common Core, there's, there's a lot of other stuff that's being taught that I don't agree with that. Again, I can talk to you off air, but I'm not going to get into a whole nother controversy. I have enough controversy with my uh, vaccine stuff that I've been medical freedom. <laughs> right. I don't need to bring, yeah. I don't need to bring on more controversy. So I'll keep those opinions to myself for the moment. Uh, maybe I'll unleash some on the vaccine safety marathon, but you know, after you get about yeah. three, four in the morning, you get a little punchy. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> we will you, be punchy, we know. my friends. Sometimes you you slip. And we say won't be boring. Although Ricky gave me a great compliment, I'll, I'll never forget when he came on at like seven in the morning. He's like, Brian, I cannot believe how lucid you are after going for like twenty two hours. You are still like you're asking like insightful questions and stuff. It's like it just again, I run on passion i have a passion for medical freedom i have a passion for helping people um this is never about me uh this is about the organization i don't care if anyone remembers my name but i want them to uh, remember that we the patriots usa is there to help people to um to save lives really is is what we're trying to do here um and and so um i just accidentally clicked airplane mode i didn't lose the feed did i no nope you're on Uh, all right good um yeah so i mean i want everybody to know that we are here to help you. If you have a problem, if you are living under this tyranny right now, whether you're in you know, one of these, you know, as I say, deep blue prison states or whether you're anywhere in the country, because this is happening in middle America, the flyover country too, where people are being forced to get this, forced to, uh, to mask up, uh, to, to, to vax up and you know, inject themselves with these poisons in order to finish their education, in order to continue their livelihood, support their families. Please, please, please reach out to us. We do do other kind of work, as I was just about to mention. We do free speech stuff, censorship work. We do a lot of uh, environmental safety stuff, 5G, uh, as well as food safety and um, food, basically, uh, you know, sustainability. Our food supply is being taken over by Bill Gates and China. Um, so we do, we're trying to fight back against that. Uh, we fight for Second Amendment rights as well. Um, so we, we do a whole bunch of stuff. But right now, by far, the number one 
inquiry we get is I'm being mandated to take this shot. I don't want it. What should I do? Um, and, and we've had everybody, like I said, from, you know, the, the local, uh, you know, employee, mom and pop employee, all the way up to the one they, that you mentioned, and, and then um, not by name. And then um, we even had an NFL cheerleader reach out last week, um, who really, um, I won't mention her name either, but she, uh, she gave up her career. She gave up, she was, uh, you know, a cheerleader for several years uh, for an NFL team. And she gave that up uh, because she would not take this. She, she would not take this. Um, she didn't want to go public. She didn't want to, you know, to file the lawsuit. We were ready to do it and we were ready to stand behind her. But, you know, for, for personal reasons, she decided to just, you know, call it quits, call it a day with her career. And it's really, really sad. People are giving up their careers, even high profile careers like that, because they're not going to poison themselves, their children, anything. Um, you know, I, I don't, I mean, ruin their fertility. That's a whole nother thing. It's not just death. You want to have kids and you get this, you're, you're, you're a young person, you're starting out, you're newly married or something. You want to have children, forget about it. If you, you yeah. get the well, shot, uh, I mean, you get very, very, very little chance with in that exact spirit and those exact kind of cases that you're talking about, um, personal, uh, kind of like Joe asked you, um, my children are on base uh, and they are going to be going into the school system this year on base. And the, the hard part with that is that technically it's um, like, it's somewhat half under California law, but it's also half under federal law. Uh, the reason why is because when you have people that are moving base to base, they call them permanent non-permanent residents because they're technically permanently stationed there but they aren't permanent residents of the state. They're on a federal base permanently attached to a state. And so the school systems that they actually have on base um, are some of the, it's one of the best elementary schools in, in, the, in the entire California state because they handpick these teachers to work with kids that are from sometimes all over the world. Um, what would be the correct route? Because me and their mom have talked about the idea that if they mandate um, these shots to our kids to be going in um, that she said, you know, you'll get your wish in moving out of California um, because I, I would rather give up the rest of my contract and have them out of state and not take this vaccine right. than make, you know, force them to do that. In that kind of situation, uh, what would be the route that she would need to take? That's without giving one. legal advice. Yeah, without course. legal advice. Yeah, I, I, I know. I can't give you legal advice, but military. You're talking about military contract, right? Correct. It's a military. Base. Well, she is, yes, but obviously the children are not technically. They're well, they're, yeah, yeah. But DOD the school, participants. The school is is run by the military, though. No, that's what I'm saying. Is like it is considered a California um, school, and it's part of. I would the just Central submit it. I would just submit it and see what happens. Um, okay. you know, if it's not considered under California law, if it's not fully under California law, maybe they'll recognize it. I mean, it never hurts to try and try to submit one and see what happens. Okay. I listen, my position is, this has always been my position right along with all of, cause I've been in this medical freedom fight long before COVID All right, sure. I got involved because my own son, so I haven't even told you this story yet. And I know we're almost out of time. My own son was okay. severely, severely vaccine injured, uh, when he was a year old by, of all things, the flu shot. Don't know why we did that. Uh, that was the stupidest thing we've ever done. Um, and he has very severe permanent neurological mitochondrial disorder, ne neurological damage, a serious autoimmune disorder. Um, he's very, very severely injured as a result of it. That's how I got involved in this several years ago. 
Um, so, you know, COVID didn't get me fired up about this. I was fired up about the vaccine issue long before this and has been, have been involved in rallying for medical freedom and stopping these religious exemption repeals all across the country, uh, you know, since, you know, long before this. So um, my position as an attorney, my personal professional opinion has always been that you don't need a religious exemption. It doesn't matter whether your state has one or not. You have, if it's a public school, especially, you have a right under the first amendment to claim religious freedom. Okay, and, and so we, the statute at that point doesn't really matter because you have right. the constitution, which is the supreme law of the land. The constitution overrides all of the state statutes. So it wouldn't matter whether there's an exemption or not, in my opinion. So in my opinion, that can be fought legally if she submits an exemption and they deny it. That's another lawsuit. Call me up, um, email me. You have my email. I'll put you in touch with our attorneys. We'll absolutely, I'd, I'd be more than happy to go forward with, with that. Um, okay. With what, well, well I'd be more than happy to put you in touch with our attorneys, whether sure, or not, sure, sure. whether or not they are going to take your case, that'll be an independent judgment for them. Um, but, but I am more than happy to connect you with them and try to get that ball rolling. Okay. Should, should you need legal assistance? Um, anyone who needs help and anyone who's willing to help us and commit to 10, please go to we, the You'll see it right in our homepage, the commit to 10 campaign. I encourage everyone also to follow us not only on the big tech censorship platforms because we are on still on facebook and twitter believe it or not uh and instagram and tiktok just as of the three days ago uh but also 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 please follow us on telegram we have a telegram channel my business partner don manages that she's amazing and uh literally every day you can get you know, dozens, if not hundreds of articles. Uh, she sifts through articles from all over the world and finds the best content. It's a, it's a news channel. So make sure that you add that if you're on, I assume you're on Telegram, uh, make sure you add the We the Patriots USA news channel and encourage everyone you know as well to join that channel. Uh, because again, you're gonna get some great content. And whenever we have news and updates for our organization as well, like if there's an update about the lawsuit or if there's new fundraiser we're kicking off, we had a, a legal victory, uh, like with Kendall or something, we'll put that out on our channel. So you can get it there rather than having to wait for an email, which is kind of clunky. I do encourage people to sign up for our email list as well, but you can get it on the We the Patriots USA news channel as well. Um, so, you know, with that, you know, I just, I, I want to thank you so much for having me on. I'd like to do it again. I am going to do it again because I'm going to see you for the Vaccine Safety Awareness Marathon, the second yeah. annual on September 19th. I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be one of my yeah. favorite interviews. I, I can tell awesome. already. So, um, where, where is that airing again? Just so people know. So that we're going to be releasing a commercial soon, and and we'll have links and everything. But so we use a, a, a software called Streamyard. I don't know if you're familiar with it. And what it allows me to do is it allows me to broadcast to several different platforms at once. So only the big tech ones, unfortunately. So it'll be you know Twitter slash Periscope. Uh, it'll be Facebook, it'll be, um, it'll be YouTube, uh, which will get take, taken down within 24 hours. But then we, say, then we save it. We're trying to get an independent stream as well. Um, but the point is you'd have to go to one of those pages to view it, but then it gets saved also on our website. So after we go through an edit, so if you go, if you go to our website right now and you actually click under, I believe it's on, we the, let me just double check. I believe it's under mm -hmm. We the Patriots on air. If you check, you'll, if you go, so if you go to wethepatriotsusa.org, you'll see um, there's a link there for the Vaccine Safety Awareness Marathon. Um, yeah, it's under news and update. So if you go to news and update, <clears throat> click on, scroll down, you'll see Vaccine Safety Awareness Marathon, and you'll see all 24 episodes, um, all 24, well, not 24, actually, because some of them were uh, only a half an hour. So it was actually more than 24, but all of the episodes for the from the 24-hour marathon, there's actually 
32, 33 of them. Um, all of them are right there, broken up into segments. Our, um, our good friend, I want to give a plug to Matt Raymer, who also appears on the Union of the Unwanted. Um, oh, yeah. He put that together for us um, free of charge. That, that was his donation to our organization. He went through and, and, I, and I'm going to I'm going to don't tell him if he's listening. I'm going to ask him to do it again this year if he would be so gracious. But he went through and edited each one and put a title like that title screen. So we'd have them separate because people don't want to sit and watch 24 hours. I mean, not many people are as crazy as me that want to, you know, not only listen, but talk for 24 hours. But if, if you want to. But, it, but most people, you might just want to see one or two episodes, right? So you might want to see the Del Big Tree. You might want to see, um, you know, uh, Rick, Ricky Verandas. You might want to see, you know, one of Charlie Robinson was on last year. You might want to see just, you know, one of these people or two of these people. And that gives you the, the ability to do that. So it'll stay up on our website. We'll have part, you know, the second one after we're done this September. We'll put that on our website. And then we also have a uh, Brighton channel. So we'll put it up there eventually as well. But if you want to watch live, you would have to probably go to our Twitter page. Like that's the easiest way. Um, I hate promoting either of them, Twitter or Facebook, but the Twitter, Twitter, believe it or not, has never taken down any of our videos, has never blocked us, has allowed us to keep, has allowed us to keep streaming this. So now that I yeah, said that, they'll, they'll out take yet. it down this year. Yeah. Well, you know, kind of hurt us all together. Know how, and then I don't know how they, I don't know how they couldn't because I've associated myself. Like I said, I've done joint events with some of the biggest names in medical freedom, Bobby Kennedy Jr., Dell Bigtrees, Dr. Simone Gold. Uh, my name's been a, a, right along theirs in print and in media uh, time and time and time and time again. So I don't know if they're not sniffing me out. I don't know why they're not. Um, but uh, then they're, they're pretty, they got a pretty bad nose on this if they're not sniffing me out. Um, but, you know, uh, no, we did get our, I have to say, uh, Facebook did once. I just, I said Twitter didn't, but Facebook did pull down our page early on, actually, in our, in our, you know, organizational life, uh, probably only about two or three months in, they pulled down our page and we had to fight to get it back up there, but we were able to get it re-resurrected, wow. whatever you want to call it. We, we, were, nice. we were successful in doing that, but, and they've never touched us since, but I expect they will. I expect they will one of these days, um, which is why the email list is so important and the Telegram channel, because otherwise we're not going to have a way to reach people if they shut us down off of all of the big tech platforms and nobody's on, you know, telegram or on our email list we won't be able to reach people so please sign up for that as well but thank you guys this was great hey anytime hey, man yeah, and i can't wait for so the much. uh the great marathon it's gonna yeah. be fun it'll be super yeah. fun yeah all right man all right, have a great to... night we'll see you, you soon too. all right take care bye-bye